Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. the broadcast network also coming to you live on Sirius XM 211 Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host Nick Eber. It's great to be with you today uh, on a very strange day for this show. Um, there's really no other way to put it. There's really nothing else to say. If you are a if you are a fan of sports radio and you listen to it a lot, you're going to be disappointed with what you hear all over the airways, because uh, essentially there is no sport. So welcome to Fist Street Soccer. We're going to talk about a sport that does not currently exist, at least in uh, Europe, in the United States. Uh, it is on hold as a result of this global pandemic. It is something surreal. It is something bizarre. It is something like something out of a bad science fiction movie. But it is true. It is where we are today as uh, Major League Soccer, as the Premier League, as uh, UEFA, uh, Italy, France, Spain, Germany. Though those leagues are all on hold, pending some miraculous end to this uh, coronavirus outbreak or COVID-19 or whatever the heck you want to call it. Uh, uh, so I'll call it just something not nice. How about that? Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about it here on the show. But there is other news in the world of soccer going on right now, of course. Uh, we need to talk about what's happening here in the United States. Carlos Cordero resigning from U.S. Soccer as the president of U.S. Soccer in the wake of some uh, stupidity. I really don't know if there's any other way to describe it other than stupidity. And I would ask this, is the whole rotten infrastructure, is the whole house of, house of cards coming down on U.S. Soccer? All right, uh, I am going to uh, tell you that I'm here with you Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. Uh, you can find me on uh, this show live, iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, award-winning Sirius XM app. And if you miss any part of the show, the podcast is available immediately upon its conclusion on the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. I'm going to step aside, take a break, and I'll be right back with loads more here on Fist Street Soccer. Nick Eber, stay with me. All right, well, welcome back to the show, Fist Street Soccer. Nick Eber with you. Look, uh, Major League Soccer, uh, in uh, just into the second week of its new season, has decided in its uh, wisdom to postpone its season indefinitely due to this uh, coronavirus outbreak. I'm of mixed opinion about this. I... I'm not a medical professional, although I have dated a number of them. That does not uh, give me any uh, insight and knowledge, maybe inside them, but not inside the business. It just seems to me that these precautions that are being taken uh, to stop community spread maybe seem excessive, but who, who am I? And, and you know, I, I know nothing about this. I'm not a medical professional, so I'm just going to shut up because I don't want to 
put out any information that may be deemed as, as wrong. But it does seem to me like this is a little bit of overkill. But, you know, who am I? And I guess overkill, not the right word to use in this in this situation. Look, the bottom line with this thing is what I do know is that it's not killing uh, the young and the healthy in general, uh, children largely immune uh, people over 60, uh, people who are uh, of with uh, compromised immune systems or, or respiratory is- issues, respiratory illnesses, diabetics, uh, elderly people. Uh, these are the people that are most susceptible, and, and the kill rate is substantially high with this. So the problem is not whether I get it or, you know, my 26-year-old son gets it. Uh, sons, I have numerous ones of those. Um they're healthy, young, fit. They may not even know they have it. The problem is is if they take it to their grandmother who's 83 years old. She probably won't survive a coronavirus infection or if she gets it, she will need to go to the hospital and, you know, it will likely be touch and go. So that's the issue. So that's why they're taking all these precautions, canceling all these events. The NCAA tournament canceled. The NBA canceled. Uh, season suspended, excuse me, not, not, not canceled. The NBA suspended. The NHL suspended. The NBA playoffs delayed. The Major League Soccer season suspended. Uh, the uh, ATP tennis tour and the PGA suspended. That's why they're doing this. Of course, NASCAR are going to continue to drive around in stupid circles uh, with no one in the, uh, but no one there. But really, other than not too many people I know, no one gives a rat's ass. So there you have it. All right. Um, in the meantime, uh, it seemed like uh, England was very slow to react, and I think there was a, an overall question about how slow the reaction was with the Premier League, but the Premier League met Friday morning, decided they were going to postpone uh, until at least uh, beginning of April the season and reevaluate then. And and look, it, it is a very serious issue from a sporting perspective. Let's, let's just put aside the medical perspective and the life and death situations, which of course transcend any other issue one might have. But it is, in my opinion, highly unlikely, highly unlikely that this coronavirus uh, suspension till April or whatever it is, is going to, they're going to restart. So, look, you have three options with this. Do you declare the season void and do you start it restart next season? Do you use the teams that are here right now? Forget promotion, relegation, forget league position, forget everything. It's This season never happened. Boom, next season we start with nothing. Or do you promote and you relegate based on when the season quote-unquote ends? Do you give Liverpool the trophy based on uh, how many games they played, which uh, at this point is uh, 29? I mean, it would be a terrible shame, by the way. Because this team has been on an unbelievable run this season, setting all sorts of records. And yeah, of course, the Champions League and everything else, disappointment, FA Cup disappointment, League Cup disappointment. But the league has been hot, other than that loss to Watford, which kind of, you know, started the bad fortune, the blip, so to speak. But do you just say, ah, okay, I'm going to give you the trophy for winning. Uh, They are only two wins away 
from the Premier League trophy. Uh, the timing is brutal. The question marks remain. What does it mean? Look, there are nine games to be played. There are three FA Cup rounds, plus there's Europe. The S they estimate it's about six weeks to complete the calendar if you use midweek games. Are they going to find between April the 15th? Are they going to uh, say, let's go for this. Uh, let's complete the season behind closed doors. Uh, my gut feeling tells me, my gut feeling tells me, that the Premier League is going to want to try to complete the season and play these games out, even if it means pushing it forward, and even if it means playing out the remaining games behind closed doors. There's all sorts of reasons for this. There's you know, TV rights issues. There's a continuity of league. There's historical continuity. Uh, but my question remains, if that is the case, does everything that comes out of this season, whether it's the Premier League trophy, whether it's the FA Cup, is there now an asterisk beside it? And, and if there is, I think it would be terribly unfair. And we're no longer talking now about Manchester City and transfer bans and violations of financial fair play. Isn't it funny how quickly we forget all this? I mean, if you're here in the United States and you watch CNN or MSNBC or Fox News, isn't it quickly how, isn't it funny how quickly this sort of stupid partisan bickering and quacking and screaming about the smallest this, that and the other kind of goes out the window? And maybe what comes out of this sad situation, just maybe what comes out of it, is a reprioritization of life and life realities and that we can look at ourselves and say, you know what, all this nonsense that we were crying and screaming and complaining about before is just irrelevant. It's meaningless. In the big scheme of things, if you're worried about your, your parents or your grandparents or your great-grandparents or your sick brother dying of this virus is it how much of this is really important i'm going to suggest not too much but there certainly is a an argument to be made for continuity of the season the fact that we will get over this at some point we're not going to end up like the walking dead we're not going to have a zombie apocalypse i'm not going to have to move to georgia and live in a trailer and and shoot zombies with a shotgun i mean that's not where we're going here but it is a massive disruption to business. It's a massive disruption to our everyday lives. And it's a massive disruption to our sporting schedule. But at some point, we will get back on track. And I don't want to be, you know, singing the hills are alive with the sound of music if they're not. But I imagine at some point, we will be. And if we are, do we want to look back and remember this great season that we had, the 2019-2020 Premier League season, all sorts of records being sent, you know, all sorts of controversy, all sorts of drama. Do we only ever want to remember it as the season that had an asterisk by it? Oh, the season that the virus stopped short in its tracks. And it's not just the Premier League, the Champions League, the Europa League. And are you ready for this? Euro 2020, 
more than likely to become at this point Euro 2021. There is so much to talk about. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash mystery sports talk. And you can find me here on Sirius XM 211 Dan Patrick Sports and the Sports Byline Broadcast Network Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the sports, upon me, on the American Forces Network. Such a pleasure and a privilege uh, to speak with you guys as I do every day. All right, break time. I'll be right back after this. Hey, Nick Gieber here from Fifth Street Sports, and I have to tell you, you know, with home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. You can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation. It costs a fortune. Or you can just go and get Simply Safe, the two-time winner of CNET's Editor's Choice Awards. See, uh, Simply Safe blankets your entire home in safety. They've got outdoor cameras, doorbells, and they alert you when anyone's approaching or they walk by. They've got entry motion and glass break sensors that guard inside your home. And the best part is you can set up this system all by yourself, and it only takes 30 minutes. And once it's set up, you'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch the police or emergency services within a moment's notice, just 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's all, 365 days a year. And this is just 50 cents a day and no contracts. Uh, I have one of these in my home, and I had a, a system from a big company with three letters that I'm sure you know. That was a pain in the ass. This thing was absolutely fantastic. It was an absolute joy to set up. Simple, easy, quick. The mobile access is terrific. It's it's a great system, and right now you can go to simplysafe.com slash team. You're going to get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. That's right. You've got absolutely nothing to lose. Go now. Be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash team, simplysafe.com slash team. Tell them Nick Gieber sent you from Fifth Street Soccer. Protect your home. Protect your family. Do it all on a budget with the absolute best in modern technology, simplysafe.com slash team. All right, uh, that is what you need to do. Do not waste a moment. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. All right, well, at some point, we'll get back to sex and drugs and rock and roll, uh, back to the good old days of uh, a month or two ago. We'll put this uh, rather nightmarish situation that the world has found itself in, we'll look back at it as a sad memory. But in the meantime, the upheaval in our regular lives is enormous, whether you are in a country like Italy that's been locked down, no one in and out, no one moving around, whether you are in a place in the United States where your kids are now being told there's no school for the next two weeks, or you've been laid off from your job, the impact is massive, or whether you are somebody that loves to bet on sports. By the way, I live in Las Vegas, and I will tell you the, the impact on, on this town is huge. You know, this is March. This is March Madness. This is basketball. This is the uh, run into the playoffs for the NBA and the NHL. This is, of course, the Premier League and the uh, 
Champions League and the Europa League. This is the sort of beginning of the golf season and spring training in Major League Baseball. And of course, if you live in Vegas, you're starting to think about the May Spectacular, the World Series of Poker, which I cannot imagine is going to be held. I mean, if we're worried about putting 20,000, 30,000 people in a stadium to watch a soccer game, that that's no good. You're not going to want to put, you know, five, 6,000 people in a room. And, and by the way, if you've ever been to Los the nastiest thing in the world are chips. Poker chips, blackjack chips, whatever you play with. People touch them, they fondle them, they riffle them, they pick their nose, they wipe their butts. It's disgusting, gross. Uh, an interesting article I read, actually, uh, talking about the, the companies that ch clean these chips uh, all of a sudden, uh, on a fu uh, on, on a, they're absolutely fudging the numbers because their windfall is absolutely massive. <laughs> and they don't want to show it. They don't want to show they're profiting off uh, this terrible virus. But our beloved sport is on hold. The latest news is that the Euros will be likely postponed from 2020 to 2021. Uh, and it, 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 look, it makes sense. If, if UEFA are going to sit around and look at these European leagues and say, we're not canceling them, we're postponing them. It's very likely these leagues, and I do believe most of these leagues, will return to finish out the season. Uh, maybe not the cup competitions, okay? Maybe not the FA Cup. Uh, they might decide that, you know, like in World War II, they're going to have a sort of, you know, an FA Cup that's just not going to be given. But I'm talking about the Premier League. I'm talking about uh, La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, uh, Liga Amba, who cares, etc., etc. I think it's likely they will push these leagues forward uh, into the time when the players would be breaking prior to deploying for Euro 2020. I think they're going to postpone Euro 2020. That would be the sacrificial lamb. That would allow these leagues to play out their remaining season uh, and get closure to this year's leagues as opposed to starting up a tournament that hasn't officially started yet and having all the problems they're in. So uh, my gut feeling tells me that's what's going to happen. But if it doesn't, what do they do? Do they just slam the door shut and say, as of match 29 or 28, let's back out the match. Let's say 28 matches, for example, in the Premier League. As of 28 matches played for each of these teams, here are the table positions. Here's the winner. Here's the second place. Here are the guys going to the Champions League next season if it happens. Here are the guys going down to the championship. And on the flip side, here are the championship teams coming up to the top. I mean, I, I, that's the only feasible way, really, that I see them doing this if they cancel the season. They can't just not, they can't just cancel the season after 28 games played and say it didn't happen. I mean, you don't want to rip fans off. And I really think that's what they would be doing. So I, I can't see them doing that. By the way, if you want to listen to, if you want to talk about Carlos Cordero and U.S. soccer, stay tuned. We're going to get to that in the uh, 
uh, next segment of the show because that is a huge story that is really flying under the radar right now uh, because of the coronavirus issues. But what would you have them do? I mean, uh, look, I know a lot of young, healthy people. And by the way, I'm not young. I just had my birthday back at the beginning of the month. I turned 55. I mean, I'm not old. I don't feel old. I feel like I'm 20 and a young buck and I could, you know, take on the world. But that's just me. But a lot of other people I talk to say, you know, I don't care. I'll go see a game. I'm healthy. I'm young. I'm not going to get this thing. But as I said, it's not if you get it and survive it. It's if you get it and give it to somebody who won't survive it. I think Jurgen Klopp had a great statement today where he said, you know, we know fans love football, and, and, and but we have to look at this as if we're saving the life of one person, is football really worth the life of one person? And, you know, it's the same question that people ask in the wake of tragedies like uh, uh, Hillsborough and Heisel and all these just god awful tragedies that happened you know it just puts everything in perspective and that you know Bill Shankly's great statement is it's not a question of matter of of life and death it's more important than that It, it is actually not true it's actually that's a rubbish statement and in fact it kind of minimizes what we're going through right now. And you could ask yourself, look, will Liverpool win the Premier League title no matter what? I mean, we, we can't say that. I mean, they could scrap the season. Uh, it would be very harsh on Liverpool. Uh, it would be, uh, it, it would certainly, uh, <laughs> I, I think most jaded Liverpool fans, uh, of which I count myself one, would say, oh, you know, anyway, <laughs> just, we're never going to win this bloody thing. But I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to uh, void out the season. Uh, there's so many issues that come with voiding out the season. How do you shut it down? How do you start it up again? Uh, again, I, I think ultimately they're going to find a way to play these last you know, eight games. Uh, I think the bigger issue for people that you know have matches to tickets, uh, tickets to matches and how they're going to get refunds and you know, how that process works. I think that's logistically bigger issue. And, of course, there's the issue of player contracts and extension of player contracts. And You know, one would imagine this would be an illegal term, a force majeure. In other words, something that's, uh, you know, outside of anybody's control. But the real impact for this club, for this, is not going to be the Premier League clubs. It's not going to be the championship clubs. Uh, It's going to be those clubs further down the Football League, uh, much like here in the United States. It's not going to be Major League Soccer. It's going to be the USL. It's going to be the teams in the MPSL. It's going to be the Women's Professional League. These are the entities that are really going to suffer much more than the higher-profile league like Major League Soccer will. Keep that in mind. It's the trickle-down effect. It's the, uh, you know... The ball rolling downhill, and it's going to roll downhill hard on these clubs, particularly like USL clubs, for example. It's going to be very, very tough for them. But we'll have to see what happens. No decision uh, is final. I guess these things will change. But right now, if you like sports, well, you know, you're just living in memory. A memory that hopefully we can get back and relive soon. 
All I can say to you, my friends, my listeners, people that have supported me uh, the last 20 years, stay safe. Don't be stupid. If you're young and healthy, accept the fact that the danger is not really so much of you dying of this. It's the fact that you might give it to your mother or your father or your grandfather or your great-grandfather or the guy you pass in the street who's elderly in a walker. Those are the people that will likely die from this, and that's why we are doing this. Stay safe. Be smart. But most importantly, stay with me. I'll be right back after the break here on Fifth Street Soccer. Welcome back to Street Soccer. Nick Eber with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also, Dan Patrick Sports Sirius XM 211. Uh, you know, most sports channels these days. I uh, guess guys like me talking about uh, the good old days of just a few weeks ago when we actually had sports to talk about and love and follow and be passionate about. And in many cases, go down to the window and uh, place a small wager on. Now, right now, uh, none of that is happening, obviously, as a result of the... Uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus, which has much of the world living in a science fiction movie nightmare. In the meantime, though, the beat does go on. And a huge story, huge story coming out of U.S. soccer regarding the Shequel Pay movement uh, for the women's national team and their legal fight with U.S. soccer. Uh, U.S. soccer president Carlos Cordero who was kind of elected as a stay-the-course moderate for U.S. soccer, has resigned after some of the most unbelievable legal positioning one can imagine in the equal pay lawsuit between U.S. soccer and the U.S. women's national team. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, how can an organization like U.S. soccer, an organization whose most successful product has been its women's team be as tone deaf and stupid as U.S. soccer in allowing its lawyers to make the case that women are inferior to men as soccer players, that indisputable science proved that the players on its women's national team were inferior to men. It makes you wonder. I mean, listen to this. In a filing they made last Monday, was it? Uh, U.S. Soccer argued, quote, the job of men's national team player carries more responsibility within U.S. soccer than the jobs of a women's national team player. They argued that a men's team player, quote, requires a higher level of skill based on speed and strength. Now, look, let's just let's first of all get this issue dealt with up front. If you've listened to me over the last 20 years, uh, you will know I was uh, not a fan of the women's game for many years. And, and and my response was always, you know, I like to watch the game at the highest possible level. 
I, I, I don't watch USL. I watch the Premier League. I don't watch Major League Soccer. I watch the Premier League. I like to watch the Champions League. I don't watch the CONCACAF Champions League. You know, I watch the game at its highest level. And, and, and that is true. But I have come to appreciate the fact that these games are all different. You watch USL soccer not because you think you're seeing the best possible version of uh, FIFA 20. You watch USL because you're watching players develop. You're watching uh, your local team play to in a small market or an underserved soccer market. That's why you watch it. There is no disputing the fact most men, and I say most because there's exceptions to every rule, are bigger and stronger and faster than women because we have this thing called sexual dimorphism, and that's not going to get me banned by the FCC. I think they're too busy worrying about other things. But you know what I mean. Women in general are not as strong as men are. Physically, physically. Just, you know, body comp Okay, so what is... <laughs> Who cares? What does that mean? W women's soccer is a different game than men's soccer. There's different nuances. It's played at a slightly different speed. It's it's like women's tennis and men's tennis. Yeah, the men are going to serve at 100 billion miles an hour, and the women are going to serve at 100 billion miles an hour minus 20%. So what? Does it mean that women's tennis isn't great? Women's tennis by 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 far more popular than men's tennis. It's a different game, different nuances, different pace, absolutely, but an enjoyable game. And, and, and it, is, it is as much soccer as the men's game is. It's just, it's women's soccer. You, you can't compare apples to apples in terms of what's played on the pitch. And by the way, I, I don't know that the women's team wouldn't beat the men's team right now because the men's team's crap. But in general, agree. Would the women's, U.S. women's, would the World Cup winning U.S. women's national team beat the World Cup winning French men's national team? Not a chance in hell. What has that got to do with any of this? This is what I don't understand. How can you be that stupid and tone deaf? The U.S. women have forged a trail and created opportunity for women and girls and, and females across the board to have a path to professional soccer where they're filling stadiums and creating an exciting product on the field, good TV. They're going to international tournaments like the World Cup and they're winning them against tough opposition within women's soccer. End of story. They have created the market, which they are ruling over, and creating revenue for U.S. men's, for the U.S. Uh, Soccer Federation. I don't want to go into the details of whether they have equal pay to the men. Uh, you know, from my understanding, they have a different contract. They're, where they are, their league, uh, their uh, women's league is subsidized by U.S. soccer. The players are in the pool that are playing in the league are subsidized. They have different health insurance and different benefits and different this and different that. And, uh, uh, and all I can say is, uh, all I can say is this: I want to go up to twenty thousand feet here. I don't believe 
that the U.S. women should be paid as much as the U.S. men. I actually believe the U.S. women should be paid more than the U.S. men because of their success in raising the profile of both U.S. soccer and the sport of women's soccer, which they own. The U.S. is a standing joke in international soccer with its men's team. We suck. We're not good. That would be suckage, right? The women are fantastic. I bet you, because of the way that U.S. soccer bundles its rights package through Soccer United marketing and its sponsorships, no one can actually say, huh, you know, a woman, a 30-second or, a, or a, a shirt sponsorship for the women is worth X and for the men it's worth Y. Because I bet you if they did that exercise, the shirt sponsor for the women would be worth the men's shirt sponsorship plus 10%, 20%, 30%, whatever it is, particularly as the viewership numbers and the popularity of international women's soccer increases. So it's a stupid argument. It's a tone-deaf argument. It's it's an argument that just... It just who, what sort of moron comes up with this argument and is prepared to publicly put it out there? So Carlos Cadero resigning is a good thing. You know what? I think the entire U.S. soccer should be disbanded. They are too cozy with Major League Soccer. And by the way, what a great statement from Don Garber. Oh, you know, it, 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 I'm so sick and tired of these guys. Uh, uh, you know, Don, Car Don Garber saying he expressed to Cazero how, quote, unacceptable and offensive I found these statements in that filing to be. Oh, please. Blow it out your backside, Don. I want to hear it. Soccer United Marketing has such a sweet deal with U.S. soccer right now. All the backroom glad-handing and money-changing. and It's got to end, folks. U.S. soccer needs to be disbanded. Soccer House needs to be demolished. And a new organization has to take its place. One run by professionals. One where we can decouple the value of the U.S. soccer brand and the U.S. soccer men's team and the U.S. soccer women's team can be decoupled from the great vac money cleaning, money vacuum cleaner that is Major League Soccer and Soccer United Marketing. Put those things out to bid. Hey, guess what? Then you're going to find out who's more valuable, the women or the men. And I'm a betting man. I'm going to bet right now. Women's team, much more valuable than the men's team. Is it a different sport? Yes. Is it soccer? Yes. Women's tennis? Men's tennis? Ah, didn't we have that Billie Jean King thing where she did? I don't remember. But, you know, but look, that's a gimmick. The fact of the matter is women's football, a totally different game than men's football. It's as good of a game uh, with different nuances. It's different. And if you're an old misogynistic pig like I used to be, you would say, I only watch the game at the highest level. But you know what? Enjoy women's soccer at the highest level. It's, it's fun. It's entertaining. It's good football. These women are terrific athletes. You want to see, so rather than saying I want to see the game at the highest level, why don't you say I want to see, I want to see this game being played at the highest level?
By the way, I don't watch men's curling, but sh love women's curling. Okay, that's a misogynistic statement. I apologize. But look, it, th this is ridiculous. I am right now calling for the disbanding of U.S. soccer. Top to bottom. Get rid of it. It's an anachronism. It's cronyism. It's in the pocket of Major League Soccer and Soccer United marketing. Get it out. Dump it. Scrap it. Kill it. Put something else in its place. Something that's transparent. Something that's accountable. Something that works for its own benefit and its mission statement. Not for the benefit of our professional league and its billionaire owners. Do that, please. I'd love to know what you think. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. This is a huge issue, a huge event. It is certainly flying under the radar because of this coronavirus horror that we're all living right now. Uh, but it is a story that won't go away. And in, uh, the fact that Carlos Codero resigned, uh, should you, the fact that the CEO would uh, allow the lawyers to publicly make these arguments, it just shows how poorly run and poorly managed uh, this is. It's an organization in turmoil. It's an organization in strife. It's an organization that needs to be canceled. And a new U.S. Soccer Federation. How about the U.S. Soccer Association? Needs to rise from the ashes of this disaster that has happened at Soccer House. All right, those are my thoughts. Those are my comments. Love to hear from you. By the way, if you've missed any part of the show, you can... Uh, get it on replay immediately at its conclusion. You can find us at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. You can also find copies of the show at Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Uh, you can search on the Dan Patrick Sports page. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back to wrap it up here uh, right after this. don't know any better song to conclude today's show uh fist Street soccer for a sport that is currently on hiatus as in as is most sport in the world these days uh then iggy pop iggy in the studios that's no fun of course there is nothing fun about a global pandemic and i don't mean to make light of it but i thought it was an appropriate song uh, look, I'm going to be keeping my regular broadcast schedule with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. We have a lot to talk about, and we can use, rather than saying, you know, this sucks and we can bury our head in the sands, we, we could maybe uh, try to stay positive and, and use this hiatus in the game to discuss some of the bigger, more global issues around the game and what it means. And certainly, uh, we could all use an outlet and talk about the things that we love and the game that we love uh, because at the end of the day, it's not all about worrying about the importance of life and death, contrary to Mr. Shankly. Uh, sometimes we do need a little entertainment uh, in there as well, and I certainly hope I can help you through uh, this rough period with some good football talk, where I will be with you Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, on the Sports Byline Network. And by the way, and uh, Sirius XM 211, I'd like to thank my sponsors, uh, Simply Safe, BetOnline.ag, Manscaped, and a whole range of other sponsors for keeping me on the air 
They are the people that pay my bills, folks, and uh, you know, please support them as they support you by allowing me to talk to you every day. Very important that we support those, and, and their support for this show and our support throughout this uh, really tough time has been uh, nothing short of terrific. Okay, I will be back with you tomorrow. Just remember to tune in, or pardon me, not tomorrow. I will be back with you on Monday because I do actually take the weekends off. So I hope you will uh, rejoin me then. As I said, Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Join me. History Soccer, the best in the beautiful game. Chatter. <laughs> All right, till then. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Please, if you think you got it, self-quarantine. All right? Speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.